I'm Josie. And I'm Katie. And this is Something Spookish. We have a very special episode because we are at the Lumbar Baron Inn here in Denver, Colorado. And this is a very special place to us because we've done an episode about this hotel and the ghosts that reside here, as well as the murder that happened about 52 years ago. So we are actually staying here on the anniversary, a day after, of a double murder that happened here. And really, we just wanted to share our respects with the spirits of the building and just honor them and uh, be in this really amazing space. So we are so excited to be doing an episode like this. And it's already been quite the evening. It's been quite the evening. Do you want to say how it started? Well, sure. Josie's going to give a recap about the murders that happened here at the Lumber Baron Inn. But we're pretty lucky to get to be staying in the Valentine Suite tonight because October 12th and October 13th and October 31st, um, I know that the, the owners, we got to talk to them today and they are blocking off the rooms going forward for those days. Um, we almost didn't get to stay in this room. We feel really, really lucky that we did. Oh my gosh. Amazing. We're very appreciative. And the hospitality here is amazing. The owners have done such a good job at just being very warm and welcoming. And it sounds like they really care about the spirits of the house. So, Well, and good for them, too, for being protective, because I bet there are a lot of people who would just come and stir stuff up. Guaranteed there's a bunch of crazies Yeah, that would just be poking and prodding. And being disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really glad that they're doing this, but... Uh, we might be the last people to get to stay in this room um, so close to the anniversary of the of the deaths. We did get to start the day with tea. 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 Like we said we would do. We promised we would in the Lumber Baron Inn episode. And we sure did. Yeah. We hold true to our promises thus far. Thus far. We're kicking butt. Quite well. Yeah. And... Um, uh, we asked, we're like, we know this is a little weird, but could you do? Caitlin was like, <laughs> you were so scared to ask. You were like, no, I might, this might sound crazy. Feel free to turn me down. Yeah, you, this might be a no. But uh, can we set placeholders for the girls at tea? And the owner was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and we were like, we no, we want to set... Uh, a spot for a spot of tea for both of them so they mm-hmm. can sit for at the table yeah. with us if they, want to. if they want to we just wanted a spot for them so that they knew that they were more than welcome to do tea with us because we love tea love tea so we figured two girls similar in our age would also maybe love tea uh and especially with it being so close to um the anniversary mm-hmm. you know have some extra love extra love extra support well, and they totally did that. They set up places for them. We pulled the chairs out so they could sit and maybe we're a little weird, but I don't care. Don't care. I felt good about doing it. I did too. And uh, and maybe they enjoyed some of our banter. There you go. I'm hoping so. Yeah. I know I enjoyed the tea. Oh my God. The tea was amazing. The tea sandwiches. Oh, love me a cucumber sandwich. But it's so good. So good. 
Well, and maybe first, can you give the recap of what happened? Okay. Okay. So in 1970, October 12th, this is when the murder occurred. But before then, Kara, who was living in an apartment in this room, and it's about 100 square feet, it's really small. So I'm assuming it was like a studio, but Kara was 16 years old. She dropped out of high school and decided to move out of her home. And the amazing thing is that her parents were, you know, of course they didn't want her to move out, but they knew that if they forced her to stay, that maybe she would just run away and they would never see her again. So in hopes to keep the relationship alive, they were like, okay, if you need to go, you need to go. And so she ended up moving into the Lombard Baron Inn here. It was a big apartment building at the time, but it was in a really, now it's a great part of town. Um, but in the seventies, it was very run down, a very sketchy part of town, a lot of gang activity and drugs and not great stuff. And the building itself was not very well secured. Anyone could really walk in or out. So while Kara was here, she was getting ready to go to an art school she was, she was kind of restarting on this new life, and she was about to move out in five days. When on the 13th, sorry, the 12th, she came back home and um, was just in her apartment when a man broke in, and he ended up brutally raping her and murdering her, and he had her body under the bed. That's just god-awful enough. Um, but unfortunately, her friend Marianne, uh, who was 18 years old, was coming to visit her as they normally did. They would hang out. And this time she came in and saw the murder happening or the man was still there. And kind of an afterthought, I'm sure on his part, he wasn't expecting someone to come. So he did end up shooting Marianne and she also died that day um, on the bed. And this nasty, disgusting individual has never been um, caught. Or this is an open case still. It's a cold case. And it's, it's absolutely devastating. But the people who have ended up turning this building into a, a beautiful bread and breakfast, and even the new owners now, you can tell there's been about 50 years of love and hard work and good vibes put into this space to truly honor all the spirits that are here. Uh, Cause it's not just those two, um, but we are primarily here for them. We think sharing their story is the most important thing. So it's just, it's really, it's an honor. It's an honor to be here. It really feels like that. And it was so nice when, you know, we were talking to some of the people who work here and mm -hmm. when we we were like, thank you so much for setting out these extra places. And they were like, oh my gosh, anything for the girls. Oh, anything for the girls. Oh, and we brought them flowers because every awesome girl needs a flower in her space. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they get new flowers every week. And, and that's something that I think the previous owners would do mm -hmm. and the current owners have continued to do. And so we wanted to make sure that we could at least bring them something. And I don't know if you can also see uh, a bunch of the gems uh, or stone or 
crystals. That's crystals. What I'm to say. So it sounds like people, when they stay here, often leave crystals for the girls because the owner was telling us of a time where one of the mediums who came through, they had asked what if there was anything the girls wanted, and they did say they wanted um, a crystal or something mm-hmm. similar to that. Crystals. So people have started bringing crystals. There's a whole other uh, like bowl of them over there, which is really cool. So, And I actually think I have like a couple extra crystals because that's just who I am now that we can definitely leave here. Yay. Yeah. So, Well, and with that being said, yes. do you want to talk about why people might not move on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is our special Halloween episode. And I thought that what I wanted to talk about I think, you know, I'll give a little bit of background on Halloween and the Day of the Dead and uh, Samhain. Hmm. Yeah, Uh, just a little bit, because I'm sure we've all heard of that several times. But I thought it would be fitting for our visit here at the Lumber Baron Inn and for our Halloween episode to talk a little bit about death. Not to be morbid, but you'd be surprised about the benefits of being able to talk about death. So I want to talk about some of those and yeah, some of the reasons why spirits may choose not to move on. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious too, to see what you think. Ponder, ponder the theories. Ponder ahoy. Okay. So this is also fitting because it is solidly fall. Oh yes. Solidly autumn. My favorite time of year. (laughs) I don't know why fall is so popular, but it's so cozy and so wonderful. And I just love it so much. But it is the season of dying. It is the time where this is very prevalent in everybody's mind just because it's spooky, Halloween. I think a lot of people correlate death to this season and maybe even winter. So it's like fall is the season of actively dying and then winter is kind of the season of death Mm. because you see it in the trees they it's not like they die overnight it's a transition into yeah and it's not like they're dying they're more sleeping Mm -hmm. but it's still a very good um it's a it's a really useful way to look at that transition and being able to maybe give ourselves an opportunity to think about our own transitions. Cause as far as we go, I mean, I still feel like I'm in the springtime of my life, if not the summer of my life, hmm. you know? So fall for me would represent maybe more of the sunset of my years. And I'm, if I'm lucky enough to get there, that would be great. And because we do have Halloween and the Day of the Dead and all of that, it's just a really good time to reflect. So some of the reasons why it would be good for you to focus on maybe just a little bit of death awareness, you know, not enough to oh, ruin the awareness your day. of death. I just am aware. aware. I am aware of it. I feel like a lot of people are almost very aware of it, but it's more in like a fear sense of like, I don't want to die. Yeah. You know, which is not the best way to hold that. No. And, and I know we've talked about psychologically having anxiety and 
having something small go wrong and some of that um, unconscious process that we go through of, oh, they're out of my favorite color of this random object. And so ipso facto, I'm going to die. You know, just have something Mm -hmm. completely, seemingly totally unrelated. A lot of anxiety and fear that we feel for little things ultimately feels like a big thing because we are unconsciously relating it to death and our fear of dying. And that's totally natural. We have no idea what's going to happen. Right. We don't want to. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to leave. This is great. I'm kind of excited. Depends not on, anytime depends soon. Depends on the day. Not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon to knock on all the wood. Yeah, now after the aliens, I'm like, ooh, better transition. Okay. Yeah, right? Is there reincarnation? Can I just go ahead and upgrade my beinghood? Oh, no. I just want to be done. But um, well, I just want to be in the ethers of like energy and universe. And maybe you get to do that. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. That, yeah, absolutely. I'll, a- I'll never know until it happens. That's right. So well, there's a lot of theories too. I, I've received from some, a few paranormal investigators that we've gotten to talk to that they've gotten the response many times that there's certain levels of reincarnation. Like you have to be reincarnated seven times, and then you can be a part of the universe or part of the ether, oh, or yay. or you can like adopt a human to care for or look after. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But so there's just a ton of these series out there, and we aren't going to know until we do it ourselves. So and this is just talk and uh, thoughts for ourselves. That's for thoughts for the yeah. selves. If you partake, it's that's on you. And I hope <laughs> you enjoy it. Well, and I'm sure everyone has a different opinion. So um, tell us yours. Email we us. We would like to know yeah. yours. Yeah, because we just want to collect them all. And maybe after we collect all of them, we can come up with the best idea of maybe it's a mishmash of all of them. Anyway, regardless of what happens after you die, there are benefits that you can use in your living existence today by using the awareness of death. Essentially, it can be good for your mental health. It could be good. It can even be good for your physical health. And that's because when we know that we'll die, we're not pretending we're going to live forever. And we understand that time passes. And when we have that awareness, then we're more likely to prepare for the future mm-hmm. as well as be more present and enjoy what's going on today and just realize how special it is and how impermanent everything is and treat it more like a gift than one more thing to dredge through. So one of many benefits um, another reason to hold on to just a little bit of death awareness, oh, okay, just a skosh, okay, yeah, uh, it can make you happier. And I see that, like that makes sense. And when I say when I'm when I'm listing out these benefits, there was actually a study done, so I'm citing the findings of this study. Oh. But the reason that it is thought to make people happier is because instead of being so consumed in your worries, your present worries, it helps you to basically zoom out, get a bigger picture. And when you're able to step back, you can see that your problems are actually not as big a deal as they seem. They're not as scary as they seem. And I think most of us are really zoomed in and 
have tunnel vision and get really stuck in whatever the issues are today. I feel like if you're comfortable taking on the world's biggest unknown, you're probably pretty comfortable doing anything else. So, the world's biggest unknown being death, I assume you mean. Yes. Was there a bigger unknown? No, there's Did not. you have another one? No, it oh, didn't. Oh, good. So yes. I, we're on the same page. Yes, no, we are. Okay, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can that, like if you can, con- you can conquer anything. Oh, yeah. Everything's easy peasy compared to the transition. And you're just like, all right, there we go. We're doing it. Yeah. So if I can do that, I can do anything else. I can do this paperwork. Mm-hmm. I can apply for this job. It's interesting. I can do this project. Like I feel like you got like, or at least I've gone through like waves of being scared of dying and waves of being like, no, I got this. I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not fun to be scared because it does put you in like the worry, worry, worry. More often than not, I'm on the side of like, okay, this is this is what it is. And it's I'm excited. I don't need to have any experience with it yet, but- I'm okay with that. And it allows the day-to-day life to be much more open. I would want to have some accounts from people who have had near-death experiences because mm. you often hear about the impact it's had on their lives and how their lives have improved mm. because they're like, now I realize how precious life is, how special it is, how lucky I am to be here in these circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of, oh, woe is me. You know, everyone's against me. My life is so hard. And it's like, yeah, of course it's hard, but it's also incredibly miraculous. And holy crap, are we lucky. Oh, God, so lucky. So lucky. We did it. We did it. Good job. Thank you. So far, so good. Yeah. Meditating on the impermanence of life. I can lead to happiness by essentially shifting your perspective is what it does. Another benefit is that you could care more about others. Mm. When you are, again, tunnel visioned, so focused on your problems of today, it's really easy to see the people who are associated with those problems as enemies and as obstacles. We turn people into things, into obstacles. And when you have a better awareness of death, you can realize that there's way more to people than just being an obstacle in your path. It humanizes them. It equalizes you with them. And you're more likely to be more forgiving, to be more understanding, and just more willing to see other people's perspectives, again, because having the awareness of death not only makes you appreciate how precious life is, but other living beings. Mm. You're more likely to prioritize your goals, your bucket list. You're more likely to actually go do those things because you know that time is limited. We're not here forever. Mm. I mean, it's inevitable, but I I think we just go back and forth between, oh, I'm scared to do the things that I want to do because I'm going to die. And I'm scared to not do the things that I want to do because I'm going to die. Yeah, because they could cause my death. Either way, you might as well just understand that it's happening no matter what. So you might as well go do the things that you want to do. I actually feel like I've had a real dichotomy in my perspective on death because for the longest time, I was very vocal about not being afraid of death. Like, I don't want to die, but I am not scared. 
I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think I'm going to go anywhere scary. I think whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but I think it's going to be a good thing. And, you know, I'm like, like looking forward to it almost kind of like you were saying, Mm -hmm. like, it sounds like it could be um, a magical adventure that is different from what we do here. But then (laughs) I had one night where my husband and I noticed this weird smell in our house and it smelled like electrical burning. And this was probably five years ago, I want to say. Okay. The smell got really strong and it was um, probably around nine or 10 at night and we freaked out. We had no idea what it was. We checked everywhere. We couldn't find anything on fire. We couldn't, we had no idea, but we, the smell was so strong and we could not find it. I remember running upstairs to get my shoes on and running back downstairs so I could get the dogs and the mm-hmm. cat and get them out of the house because we didn't know what was happening. And I remember as I was going down the stairs, I had this really horrible shift in perspective mm. where my mind was like, you are going to die. The house is going to explode. This is it. Like you mm-hmm. have like any second now, That's any scary. second now you could, you, you, your husband, your pets, everyone, like you're de- you could die. And it was the first um, panic attack mm. I had ever had. And I remember screaming in my head, I really don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. I do not want that. I'm not done. I have so much to do. I'm not ready. Like whatever I was thinking before I was wrong. I'm not ready to die. I do not want it. I've shifted back to overall with the idea of death. I am okay with it. I am accepting of it. It's huge. I feel bad, bad, back to, I think it, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I think it's going to be, um, I mean, it's hard to say whether or not something's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it just will be, mm-hmm. but that. No, well, of course, no, nobody okay. wants to die before it's their time. No. So you kind of want to go into it ready, but at the same time, most of us don't get that. So I think that's where that fear comes in. Yeah, I, d- I had no idea how strong my desire to live was until uh, my brain was telling me that it was my time. Did you prioritize any of life goals? Um, no. Okay, well. I didn't. Bummer. It's a good thing we're learning about this Shit. now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it I think it has helped, but it it wasn't an immediate shift. Of course not. It was more of a long-term shift. I think anything that allows a little bit more peace in the mind about the matter is beneficial and progress. So regardless of if you have panic attacks or not, if you've had a near-death experience or not, and anything, wherever you're at, Just if you do have any kind of meditative practices that you do, or even if you just have a few moments during your day to appreciate that this isn't forever and that we're lucky to be here and that any problem you have is temporary. It's part of the greater point of living. Um, The only other thing that death awareness would be good for is thinking ahead to preparing for your own death and um, a study that involved I think hundreds of doctors 
who mm-hmm. worked in the, I think it's in, in the ER or in the the unit, the critical care unit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I think I'm calling I it see the you. Wrong. Yeah, thank you. Intensive care unit. Yes. 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 They are the group of people who actually do the best in planning their own deaths because they see how many people come through mm-hmm. and die in the hospital. Oh my gosh. Die without the right people around them die suddenly, unexpectedly, or they see the family members scrambling for not knowing what to do. Do we take them off life support? We don't know what they want. So what it did for them was it actually prioritized for them how important it was to plan what they wanted their deaths to be like, to have those conversations with the people that they love and learn and share, you know, if and well, when you die and when I die, here's here's what I would prefer if it comes to – I think we have yeah. talked about that though. Did we? Oh, yeah. Preparing for death? Well, we've talked a little bit about this is what I want to have happen. I think we talked about the risks of burial versus the risks of cremation. Yeah, please cremate me. Yeah, me too. Okay, I know that. And I want to be a tree. I know. Great. Yeah. We did it. We still have more to talk about, but that's a start. It's a good it start. Helps. It's documented now. Mm-hmm. If I'm not a tree, I'll haunt your ass. Fine. Good. <laughs> you accept. Maybe I'll just want you to haunt me. No, you'll be a dick about it. Fuck. Never mind. Oh, like, I I'll, will. Yeah, I'll make you it a won't tree. Be a good You're I don't want you. I don't want you. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, I don't want you. I'll leave you fucking notes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Nothing. Nothing. No. It's like, how did she materialize this? Good God. <laughs> now I'm really you scared. Just say, Jose. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, man, I know who. And it'll, it will say, Jose. Jose. And I'll be like, oh, oh, it's Caitlin. Oh, it's Caitlin. And slowly it will turn into all caps. And the penmanship will become more obscure yeah you can be a tree my dear that's where that's what you'll do that's right that's how you get what you want you you give (laughs) threats you give idle threats happy halloween happy halloween also happy Samhain and day of the dead coming up soon. happy day of the dead i'm so excited i feel like that we should celebrate that we will that'd be awesome so a little bit about Samhain if i may pivot Halloween itself has been around for over a thousand years, and originally it was more of a religious observance, but over the centuries, all of the religious pieces of it fell away. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Halloween itself can be traced back to ancient Celtic uh, origins through a festival called Samhain. Okay. Sawin, spelled Samhain, but it is Sawin. Interesting. Yeah. When the festivals were held, it was typically on November 1st. And on that day, it was believed that the souls of the dead returned to their homes. So people would dress in costumes and they would light bonfires to ward off the spirits. Which I am like... You don't need to ward them off. Yeah, don't aren't they your family? You should light it for them in honor of them. Why are you scaring them away? Exactly. Oh, sorry. That was my phone. Haunted. I'm fine. Sorry. 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 Yeah. That was um that was that was me. That was not anything spooky. Hi. It's 
It's okay. okay. We're still okay. All right. <laughs> so, in. Quirrell clutched the microphone. I'm fine. I would like to point out that she's literally been shaking this entire time. You're like a little chihuahua. I'm fine. I swear to God, I'm fine. I'm fine. I promise I'm fine. I'm so proud of you. You're doing great. Thank you. Okay. I'm usually not shaky. It's okay. I think it's just the energy of the space. Yeah, it's bound to it's bound to give you some some chills. Well, and just really quick, I w- was thinking about what we could possibly talk about in this space. I don't know. I just felt like death was appropriate for some reason. I don't know why. I don't really know why. I feel bad about talking about death. What? I don't, I don't know why. Don't because that's what that's 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 the point of why why it's so hard and fearful. And the more we talk about it, the better it gets. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm pretty sure that was my thought process. And yeah. I'm panicking and I did the wrong thing and I'm going to die. Oh, no, 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 no. You're fine. You see? Yeah. You see what I did there? I do. You see what I did there? I yeah. do. Okay. Thanks. That's all irrational. Thank you. You're welcome. Josie is the end to my yang. <laughs> we're going to kick. We're going to fake it till we're gonna we do, make it. We're going to finish this by golly. <laughs> by golly. Sawin. 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 Um. All right. So, yeah, I don't know why they felt like they had to ward the spirits off because with Day of the Dead, they're like welcoming the spirits in. Which I appreciate much more. I do too. I'm That's like, why we should celebrate that more. Don't be fighting the spirits. Like, first of all, you're not going to win that fight. You're going to lose that fight. Oh, yeah. Spirits don't give a shit about your bonfire Mm-mm. and your costumes. No. <laughs> Candy. Screw it. <laughs> Terrifying. Hey, but along with the those traditions that came with Samhain um, also came the other pieces that we associate with Halloween, such as witches and ghosts and goblins and all of those spooky things associated with the holiday. Even though it was no longer religious, Samhain is, was considered a very important holiday, but also the most sinister of festivals for the year for obvious reasons. Part of the sinister nature was that gods Oh, step above spirits that gods were made visible to the humans, to humankind on that day. And the gods played a lot of tricks, apparently, on their mortal worshipers. And the mortal worshipers, the humans, were really scared of those tricks. And that it was a really stressful time. People were really stressed out. Yeah, I'd be stressed out oh, if yeah. a god was playing a trick on me. I'd oh, be yeah. like, what do I do? Yeah. Either way, it's wrong. I'm screwing up. Yeah. They're coming for me. So naturally, sacrifices and propositions of every kind were thought to be very important toward this off. Oh, well, of course. Yes. Sacrifices. Totally. It's called fighting fire with fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which always works. It always works. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm so (laughs) glad that we rationally were like, no tricks on us. Listen, this is a scientific episode. This is a scientific (laughs) answer. You fight fire with fire. Duh. Duh. Genius. Yeah. We can move on now, right? If I may. Yeah. Don't be playing tricks on me. Because then I'm gonna have to sacrifice my neighbor. Exactly. Sorry, Bob. (laughs) Oops. Oops. So Samhain and these really dark, sinister activities were the precursors for what we know as Halloween today. Dude, have you ever take like looking at a picture of kids' Halloween costumes like 60, 50 years ago? Oh yeah. 
They are the scariest things I have ever seen. Legitimately the the stuff of nightmares. So Halloween itself, dark origins, dark. Mm -hmm. We feared deities. We feared the tricks they would play. So we sacrificed people in order to ward them off. Thank goodness that has morphed into the delight of today. It's much better. Love Halloween. Love it. Day of the Dead. Oh, yes. Yeah. One that I like really feel compelled to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I agree. It's amazing. Amazing. True celebration. Day of the Dead. Um, or Dia de los Muertos. Oh, well said. Thank you. Typically, that is a holiday celebrated on November 1st or 2nd. But I think in the past, it could have also been celebrated on October 31st up through November 6th. Depending on where I think in Mexico you are, it could be a little bit different. This is a holiday where people um, have legitimately joyful celebrations. They have a day of celebrating the dead. Instead of mourning the dead and grieving and being sad, it's a day for them to celebrate the people that they loved who have now passed and also probably get the benefits that we just talked about. I could see that. Absolutely. Day of the Dead, Dia de las Muertas. And so people will get together with their families. Some of the traditions that are really neat include honoring the dead, um, using different kinds of flowers. Marigolds are really popular. Mm. Building altars in your home called um, ofrendas. Oh, yes. Oh, I've seen, yeah, lots of those. Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a big part of it. And in honor of your deceased loved ones, There's often a lot of traditional foods and beverages. You'll make kind of a day with your family out of visiting the graves Mm -hmm. and basically having a picnic and a celebration and remembering the their lives and what you loved best about them and what Mm -hmm. made them special. And everyone just thought of someone. Oh. Didn't they? They did. I hope you did. I hope you did. I hope you did. And just how nice because if you don't For a lot of us who don't celebrate this holiday and who out there hasn't lost a loved one and, you know, in their lifespan, we all have to deal with that at some point. And if you don't have a day like this, then it's always sad. It's always sad. So this is actually a really good like point to start to celebrate more of that. Yeah. More of that. The last thing I will leave you with is a quote from Eckhart Tolle about death. My guy. Oh, my God. I love him. We love Eckhart Tolle. We love Eckhart. My guy. Uh, mm. So we've mentioned the power of now before, but one of, our, one of my favorite quotes is when it says, the secret of life is to die before you die and realize that there is no death. Well said. Yes, Eckhart. Tolle. Eckhart. My guy. Um, so, yeah, thank you for sitting with us. I know thank that you. it was a little heavy. Um, we want to make sure that we're appropriately honoring the girls who are here and acknowledging the hardship that they went through and the heaviness of death and the fact that they were literally robbed of their lives yes. far too soon. But then also celebrating who they were yeah, because they were incredible, incredible. beautiful humans. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And even though they're not living in this dimension anymore, it seems like they're really doing well where they are. They seem happy. Yeah. Where they want to be. 
We're going to do some more things, try to do a few more recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, see. And we will share our happenings with you. Welcome back. This is now part two of the Lumbar Veronin special, our Halloween episode. Uh, while this is still in the same episode, it is now the next day for us after our stay at the Lumbar Veronin. And we want to tell you about what happened because it, I think it deserves some telling. Yeah, I had no expectations. None. Zero. And I feel like we got a few things. It was a it was a it was a magical night, interesting night. Uh, I think bottom line is we just feel so honored and thrilled to have been in the space and to have uh, made the connections that we made. But without further ado, what did we find? What happened? So the first thing we did is we came into the Lumber Baron Inn just trying to be as respectful as possible because we've heard that. A lot of groups go in there and they end up kind of causing havoc. And so we came in with a, you know, the idea to do a few different experiments. But ultimately what we ended up doing was uh, using a voice recorder um, just to talk to the girls. So we went up into the ballroom. And if you remember from the Lumbar Baron Inn episode, this is where you can normally find the flapper. Um, But I do believe the girls and some of the other spirits like to be up there because it's just beautiful and quiet. And there's a little alcove, a little nook, and it's gorgeous. It's I believe it's for weddings, but they have candles up top. And it's it's just the space that that I would want to be if I was floating around. Oh, yeah. If I was a ghost, that's where you'd find me. I will look there. Mm. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I'll be gone. Never mind. Never but if mind. I was a ghost there, yes, then that's where I'd be. It's an, well, and yeah, anywhere there is just beautiful. And I think we mentioned in part one of this episode that we did hear that the girls normally don't like staying or being in the Valentine suite anymore. Correct. To which I say is, yeah, me too. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that room. No. If that's where I was murdered. It sounds like they really like the ballroom. And when I when we went up there in the dark, it's I was like, like 10 oh, PM yeah. too. It was like or eleven. It was really late. Oh my gosh. And I don't know about you, but like every time I saw that dark staircase, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Well, and it made enough sound to uh wake up the whole neighborhood freaking. Mm, yeah. So sorry. Oops. Uh but we had to do it. We had to do it. We had to see I think our biggest goal was just to see if they they were happy there, and it definitely sounds like they are. Um, I think it's our conclusion. Oh, yeah. yeah. After everything. Uh, but we'll tell you why we think that. Do you want to explain the first recording? With the posting of this episode, I'm going to post pictures of the ballroom. Um, you'll be able to see that little alcove. This will, of course, be pictures in the daylight. And we were there in, um, like Josie said, pitch black. 10 or 11. It was really dark. And I was spooked. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. So we walked around a little bit in the space and we settled in that little alcove. We started by talking to the girls and introducing ourselves and just letting them know why we were here. And that was before we started any recording. I did. I broke out my brand new digital voice recorder that I had never, never used one, never used it before. But I was like, this might work, might do something. See so. what happens. Yeah. But I was also, you know, pretty scared. And I know that's not the right mindset to be in, but I couldn't help it. It was dark. 
Um, <laughs> what are you going to do when nerves come up? Yeah. You know, they're probably more scared to talk to us than we are to talk to them. But maybe that's that's like no, they're that's, a spider. You no, know, that's fish, isn't it? Spiders, fish are scared more to talk scared, to you. No, more scared of you than than you are. Fish, them. yeah. Talking about a spider. Well, spider it goes for anything, spider or fish. Anything. Have you ever fucking gone snorkeling and you're like, oh, fish, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it doesn't want to touch you either. Yeah, no, you're right. The fish is scared of you. I yeah. think you have a fear of fish. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Is that what I'm finding right now? I'm not a fan. Actually, in the reading, um, we also got psychic readings you got really, done. really great readings. Really good readings. Please go to the Lombard Bear. Elaine, then. thank you so much. You're amazing. Ah, ah, Joel, ah. But she was like, are you a water baby? And I was like, ah, hmm. I was like, well, what's my sign? No, I think I'm a fire sign, actually. And then I was like, well, I do like to take baths. And she was like, yeah, baths, water, like, you're, you're good. Water is good. Water is cleansing for you. And now I'm thinking, like, oh, I actually really don't like the water. I don't like water. <laughs> I don't like it. She asked if you were a water baby because that's a demon. What? Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Hey, hey, don't ruin my magical Sorry. reading. Maybe she meant in a nice way, a baby of the water. I'm pretty sure that's what she meant, but now I feel like a daemon. Wow. Do you feel? I kind of feel like you're... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Wow. Yeah. Ruined. <laughs> ruined. No, it's not ruined. But, um, but yeah, no. Okay, so your example made no sense to me because I think of spiders, how terrified I am of them, but they're actually more scared of you. But I guess it goes for fish as well. Well, and at the same time, they've, they know what they're doing because they have talked to people before. Oh, and yeah. And we don't. Kara and Marion... Yeah, and well, and we said that too. We were like, we've never done this before. We're a little nervous, but we'd like to try to talk to you. So, we did. We did start, and I was honestly terrified of actually getting anything. Yeah, but I held out my recorder and so brave. Thank you, thank you. I held it into the ether. Um, we hit play, and our first recording was mostly asking. If they're okay. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Saying hello. And it was really only at the end of the recording mm -hmm. that we got, because we did listen to this one back in, uh, right after we finished in the, the space. And I got uh, pretty nervous and we didn't get any voice phenomenon, but we got some like loud sounds what sounded like taps or pops like directly on our recorder mm -hmm. so like something wasn't talking to us but it's like the sound of like tapping the recorder so it sounds like these little pops yeah which obviously we would have heard if we were in the room yeah we had to play that back to hear it so it was right uh like one or two loud pops which it was, was very strange. And I like jumped. I was like, oh my oh, God. Every time, every time we heard that, we were like, what? Yeah. What? Because we're all like, what is that? What do you mean? Something? Yeah. Because in the space, it was dead quiet. There was a window open in the alcove and it was propped open with like a stick. So I wasn't comfortable shutting it. Um, but you can hear like a siren in the background. So please excuse that. But I promise that the loud popping noise. And so we're going to share the recordings um, at the tail end of this episode. The, the popping, we don't. I was literally holding it out into the ether. And of course, if we were being phony about it, we'd be the ones tapping it. Um, so you don't have to believe us, but I promise you, we were just holding it out. And then after that one, we decided to go out of the alcove and go into the main area of the ballroom. And we wanted to 
I think asked them our main question, which was, you know, do you do you guys like it here? Are you happy here? Do you want to move on, or or if or are you happy here? Because that's totally fine. And it sounds like everyone here just wants to make you guys happy. You're you guys are the reason why we're here. Um, and we wanted to ask them like individually. So we asked, you know, are are you happy here? What do you guys think, Kara? And we got the same little taps. And then Caitlin asked Marianne. Marianne, mm-hmm. And we got even more taps. Like loud. Kara's was, when, when we addressed Kara specifically, the tap was pretty quiet. Very quiet. And again, we didn't hear anything in real time. Um, we were just giving a pause in silence. So I think I think we said, Kara, Marion. And when we, we actually b- both got too nervous to listen to that one back in the space. And for some reason, like, we will, like, just look at each other and be like, um, we have, like, the same thoughts. We're like, maybe we shouldn't listen to this here. And I'm really glad that we didn't because oh we went back down into our room, which should be scarier than the ballroom. Yeah, but there's light. But there's light. Yeah, I guess there's light there. It was our space and the energy felt really good. So, mm-hmm. um listen to the recording there and we got a few kind of very quiet taps along the way mm-hmm. but yeah definitely for those two bits those loud taps like scared the bejesus out of us especially the last one after we said marion that one was loud that was really loud and i just oh my gosh and and i think we listened to those two right before we did our recording for the night where we where we sat down and recorded the episode for the night and and as you saw I could not stop shaking. Yeah, you were freaking out. I would, and I and I felt fine, but my body was like, <laughs> and I kept getting like cold, and you were like, "It's not cold." I was like, "It's cold. I'm cold." <laughs> like it's not cold, Josie. It's like, I'm cold, but obviously that's not very crazy for me because I'm like always up and down. So could be spooky, could not be. Spooky. Could yeah, yeah. Um, I will give a lot of devil's advocate here. Feel free to oh, yeah. chime in. But this was our experience, and we're trying to be very, like, legitimate about it. Right, and I totally acknowledge that it could... It could be something. It could be something else. else could but be a malfunction, but... We were literate. So I, I, I will say the only movement that I did, so I had it and then into the space, and then the only movement I did, because Josie was on this side of me, I turned right before we said Kara. I turned, mm-hmm. and then we said Kara, and then we said Marion, because that space was empty next to me so i don't know if that helped um but something i don't remember if i got a chance to talk to you about this when we were doing that recording like when we stepped out of the little alcove and i got i i i had been feeling calm but then i felt really like scared i got like a wave of fear and i had it as we were recording the second time and it noticeably went away after we said, you know, if you want to stay here, we're not going to make you leave. And it wasn't until I said that, that I got replaced with like a, like a wave of calm. So it was either something, it felt like either something went away or something positive came near. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So I didn't know if you had felt anything like that. Um, I just felt anxiety. I didn't feel fear, but I, I, I definitely got like a rush of anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I don't know if that's worth mentioning or not. No, I think so. But it was very, it was a very, just, it was a very noticeable difference. 
Well, then I think the last time we we decided to go back up one more time. Yeah. Last thing we did for the night, we'll talk about the the um what we did before the word box. Mm -hmm. But I think just moving with the recording since Mm -hmm. we're here, went back up and it's probably like midnight at this point, and we wanted to just say thank you and say goodbye and do one more recording. So we were just in the space, and ultimately we were just saying. You know, we send you love, we send you light, rest in peace, and thank you so much for everything you've done for us tonight. Yeah, because and... we felt like we had been, con- like, communicated with. Yes. And we were really appreciative. After we both said rest in peace, we got the loudest, like, three taps, almost like almost like mimicking, like, rest in peace, but, like, not words at all. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But it was three, like, loud taps. It was very, very loud. Which is interesting. And then we started leaving, but you kept it recording. I just felt like I should. Because, yeah, we were walking away towards the stairs and I was like, I'm just going to keep it on just in case. And the there were there's two bathrooms on the other side of the stairs. And we had both we wanted to go back there. But for some reason, like we just couldn't. We just couldn't. I remember going down the stairs. I was about to go that way. And then I saw, like, I turned to go immediately down the stairs. And I said, something says no. Something says no. (laughs) I was like, I can't go that way. Something says no. But then after the reading today, I was like, because I do feel like I have some, we have some guides around Mm -hmm. us. But I, uh, she was like, you need to, like, really pay attention to the messages that you're getting. Because it seems like sometimes, it seems like right now you might be trying to, like, drown them out mm. you mean like when we were in the graveyard and i stopped at the line that we needed that she, she no, 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 and no, you no. kept going no that's just per- that's just personality difference i will always keep going <laughs> fine <laughs> but this time i was like mm, no you got like a clear i got no. like a clear no yeah. which is that's really interesting and i thought they were like weird because we had only seen them and or it was the dark but then when we went back up the next day they were really like nice lovely bathrooms Mm-hmm. Which I wasn't expecting. Like I thought they were gonna be some creepy weird storage, and they were both just like nice bathrooms. But it was kind of the same feeling that I got oh, during there. that time when mm-hmm. I like really didn't. I was like kind of freaking out. But so what we're saying is like we, we I kept it running, and then I got to the stairs, and the stairs freaked me out. And so when by the time I like started walking down the second step, I stopped the recording because mm-hmm. I was like I probably didn't get anything anyway. Whatever. And I should, what I found is I shouldn't have stopped it because at the very end, like there's silence, you can hear us walking, but there's like silence for like, I don't know, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then it starts getting kind of loud. Like then the taps start getting kind of mm-hmm. loud. And I acknowledged that I was moving, but it was still just in the air. Like, and I was moving before that and there were no taps. Yeah. So I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Now, to be fair, we did test because we were like, how, yeah. how are we making that? How are they making that sound? So we did go back to the room and recorded and just tapped on the tapped on the recorder, scratched it. And those are the exact sounds that we heard. Like mm-hmm. come. So I'm like, I'm assuming they were tapping on it. It seems like someone's yeah, tapping on it. Well, and sure. to your point, thank God, because <laughs> Because if we had actually gotten any voices, I would have bounced. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm so out. I can't handle it. Why bring a voice recorder if you don't want to hear a voice? Because we're crazy. And we're like, we, we've got we've got such a big 
talk. <laughs> we do, but like, we, hey, we were there. We, we were there. Trying. We did it. And I was like, oh god, oh god, I'm <laughs> the voice recorder. Something's near me. Ah. <laughs> you know, that was pretty much. I was like, see, because that's what. Oh, I can't <laughs> even talk. Even when we were listening back, every time we heard a pop, which wasn't that scary, but we were like, scary. Ah, 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 there's something's near me. Oh, God. What did that? Are you kidding? Because like, we would just look at each other like, are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck is this? Well, it, it, and it's just, it's so nice because if, like, you're right. Had they actually said something, we probably would have been like, uh, my house? My house. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate you. I got exactly what I wanted I and I regret it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so and and so I think I think well, they we, did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I I completely agree. I I think by well, I think we got enough validation from the owners and the because it just seemed like that Kara and Marion were very gentle with us, mm-hmm. which is like thank you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully they enjoyed having some like female sister love power in the room because they seemed very close as well i found myself thinking of them the whole time like especially when i saw pictures of them Mm -hmm. um when i looked up looked up the like how to spell their names Mm -hmm. and they're 16 and they're 18 and they're just babies in those photos and that's how i had been thinking about them the whole time but then i was like it's been over 50 years like they're actually they're they've been existing for decades so even though i'm thinking of them as like these young kids like technically they're not anymore and 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 just thinking of kind of it seems like they were applying some wisdom to us and being really gentle and being like these girls can probably just handle a tap yeah way, way smarter than us <laughs> way wiser oh god thank you and when i um when right. i said that we were in we were in the valentine suite and we were under the main light that you'll see in the pictures and the light flickered once which is something they're known to do which is flicker lights uh, and it had not flickered at all that night. Not not once. But it was specifically when we were complimenting them of like, yeah, they're a lot wiser, a lot smarter than us. They they know what they're doing. And the light was like, you got it. Like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and you're welcome. You're welcome. I think they like, they didn't want to scare us away. They were like, no, you should, you should stay. You should stay the night, you know. And I, so I felt, I don't know. And again, this could all be in my head. It's all conjecture. But this is, that's what I took away from it. And this is. This is this is what we got. Yeah. Well, and then the final kind of spooky thing that we tested is um, uh, SB7 Spirit Box app that it, the ghost can use the electromagnetic magnetic field and manipulate it to hopefully populate a word. Or this device will will pick a word that it, it thinks that these frequencies are blah 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 blah. I don't know how it works. Don't judge me. Don't yell at me. Go have your own fun. Don't yell at my fun. <laughs> I'm just a, having fun. Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. I like that. And so we were in the room doing this, and it was interesting because we at first got the word room. Can you pull it up? I can pull it up because there were a lot of words. And really quickly, if I can just mention, we never did any of the digital voice recording sessions in the room we never did, did. you notice that i did i, I don't didn't know want if we to. did i don't know if we did that on purpose or not i feel like a lot of that i think a lot of what we chose to do was intentional and i think we both had gut feelings mm-hmm. like yeah we just for some reason it just didn't feel right 
to yeah. do the digital voice recorder in the room. So there was something that, yeah, just like just no told us no. Although I do kind of wish we just left it out all night to see what happened. But oh, oh well, oh, that would have been really long. To yeah, I don't wanna listen to that next time. But I have something very important. The other say. thing I wish we had done was take pictures into the dark ballroom. And I didn't remember that until after we had promised them that we were done. And so yeah. we can't break our promise. No, we, we can't. Promised. We were like, good night. We're not going to, we're not going to go back, up, gonna go back up now. Um, during this, this word list, um, we got the word room and then we got the word near death. And at first, because we had kind of tried it a couple times before. And I was like, these are just like, are these just like pre-populated? Like we were a little skeptical about them. Yeah, but and and with near death, I was still feeling skeptical, and it wasn't until a little bit later where I was like, "Huh? You? Because I think you had said it because you're like, we are technically in this room near, near where death, or happened. like we're near the death." And I was like, "Oh, you're not wrong." But then the word hope, mm-hmm. hope came up. Hope came up. Uh, and then exactly a minute later, it says shot, and Marion had been shot. And then exactly a minute after that, it says neck. I'm sorry. Exactly a minute? Exactly a minute. No, it didn't. Yeah, 1122, 1122, 1123, 1124. Oh, my God. Um, neck. And I do believe that uh, Kara was strangled. Yep. And then we got the word drafts. We were like a wind draft? We weren't sure. And that's when we ended up stopping because the word shot and neck those were relevant to us but it's still we're so unsure that we were like i don't know if we can really keep going on this we did try to test a few others um but the voices that were coming through were so fucked up <laughs> it was like can you like bring it up will you please i know we're in your closet yeah the portal the that's open to my fucking corner. closet oh my god why is there freaking dark ass cobweb in your corner what? Please tell me that was there before. Well, I mean, that spot's been there. Yeah. It's not a cobweb. The fuck is that? I don't know. It's just a dirty spot. I'm not up there. Stop looking. Jesus. Now I'm going to be in here alone. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just being judgy of your corner over here. I don't think this is legit, but... (laughs) It's so scary. See, that's what I was doing in my closet already. And I was you can see, but like hearing that in, a, in the dark. Yeah. All right, hold on. Um, what's the next question? Nope. 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, with no. And now you know why we didn't use that app. I'm sweating. I can't do it. Oh, I'm already done. Why would they use that voice? Do I have to I don't know. It's oh the moment. There's something following me. Ah. Oh she would have known. Have some. My psych. This she Elaine. She would have told me. Elaine she would have told She would have been like, "Something's after you, ho." <laughs> she would have. Thankfully, she, she was like, "You have the key to. Uh, you're a manifester. You have the key to unlock whatever you want." Yeah. It's like it's already happened for you. It's gonna keep happening. And I was like. Do that. Great. Yes. Yes. No, but that is horrifying. Horrifying. And um, so that's... But thanks for indulging yes, me. Yes, we didn't trust it. Um, I'm glad I was like this close to doing it in the room earlier. 
Well, I think you turned it on and like it did that Im- once immediately. And I was like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Because we were still trying to decide. We're like, we should really use that app. There's great reviews. I want to do a whole episode on the reviews. Oh my gosh. If you are bored, go look up like paranormal apps and just look at all the reviews that people leave because there are some fantastic we're doing an episode. Ghost stories, yeah. We're definitely going to do an episode. And if you don't, we'll tell you because, oh my Lord, some of the things that like have, people have been like gone through, just like amateur being like, uh, this was supposed to be a joke, but um, oh crap. And like them pleading with the developers to be like, please tell me this is fake. Like, is this real? Like, should I have my house blessed? Yeah. <laughs> like, should I move? <laughs> and they're like, listen, it's real. You're fine. You like you know it's meant for real paranormal investigations, but Which uh, you we're doing so you're fine. And it's fine. We're like, yeah. wait, what? Isn't it, isn't it all supposed to be? Anyhow, anyway, but they were great. Like, so we're gonna have to do a little snippet. We yes, yeah. we will. So we'll um. And so that was basically the the ghost catching stuff. But ultimately, we just uh, hope everyone on the podcast uh, understands mm. and can pay respects to them. But we also have a story about. The pendulum, too. We do, but... Oh, what's your thing? We for- You forgot to tell me about the stairs. Oh, but here's the... So here's the thing, is I was looking at those lights this morning, and they were flickering a lot, too. Oh, well, then throw it away. Never mind. Yeah. So I was like, damn it. I don't Never know mind. if that's accurate. Um, yeah, no, then I'll, I'd say, just count it. Never mind. We were sitting on the stairs, and the lights were flickering. And, and we were like, oh, maybe. Because we wanted to hear the stairs creak. That 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 was one of our... That was one of our goals. Yeah. Um, I did hear you make the stairs creak oh, quite a bit. They were the loudest stairs known to mankind. So had there been a spirit upon the stairs, we would have heard. I would have heard. Uh-huh. That's what I was listening for last night. I was like, maybe I can hear some creaking. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. So I tried to sneak downstairs. And it was kind of like a bunch of landmines going off. <laughs> so I went back. I backtracked. Being as loud as I was on the way in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, abort. Mission. And we're going to bed. Goodbye. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, house, because like, I'm sure everyone staying there that night could hear us trying to be quietly like walking, walking around. around. Sorry. But we had a fantastic time. And one little story that we found really mm-hmm. interesting that the owners talked to us about was in the room. We showed that you guys, you could see the crystals and the the gifts that people have left for the girls in the room. And there was a pendulum that Elaine, the owner, had originally uh, gifted to them. And she doesn't, she says she doesn't really like check to make sure all the rocks are there because there's there's so many. Yeah. Yeah, So how would you notice? So she didn't even notice that someone had stolen this pendulum, but she, she doesn't even know how long it had been. She gets this letter in the mail and this package with the pendulum and a, a note saying, I'm so sorry I stole this pendulum. I'm here. I want to return it. I'm like, that's it. It's like, what happened to you and that pendulum that made you... Have you ever sent back something that you stole? I mean, like, I'm sorry. Unless it was like a six-year-old. Could have been an accident. And the parents caught him. And they were like, where'd you get this? And he was like, oh, I took it. Mm -hmm. That's that's the only thing I could see. That could be very reasonably the explanation. Or someone took it and they had a bad time. You're not supposed to be stealing stuff from spirits. It's not your shit. It's not. Leave it alone. No, it was specifically gifted to a spirit. Don't touch it. In fact, yeah, indeed. When you're very sweet, you left crystals, we left flowers. Um, and how did you sleep? 
terribly. Me too. Right. Yeah. But but we made it. Yeah, we did. We slept through the we slept and we woke up and had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, I felt a lot better after the sun came up and like I don't know why. I don't know why. I was just oh, I was just spooked. Well, here it came. Last little bit of spookiness that is perfect for Halloween. So if you don't have anything to do, this is what you're doing. We found out that Oh yeah. Uh during breakfast and again the owners came and sat down and talked to us like we love them they're so cool oh my gosh the best go like have a trip there it's fantastic be respectful be nice but last couple months ago i believe august yeah netflix stayed at the lumbar baron inn for a whole month Mm -hmm. uh to do a show about this place just trying to capture all the activity and we had no idea that this was a thing. I didn't think this place was big enough to be, but like on a Netflix series. Exactly. So, but the series is dropping, uh, or I guess October, by the time you hear this, it's already dropped. Right. October 21st. It's called uh, uh, 28, 28 Days, days Haunted. 28, 28 Days Haunted. haunted. Uh, and it's a few part series about the Lombard Baron Inn um, and the ghost investigators that stayed there for a month. And so mm-hmm. it's got, um, I think, some of the primary investigators, or at least one of them, um, was also on the Holzer Files. If you've seen that show, it's really good. And I'm just, I can't, I couldn't believe it. I'm. We're like, wow, that's such a coincidence. Um, things are just working in the right, right. We're, what's a good word? It's not a coincidence because coincidences aren't real. But we serendipitous are synergy. Synergy. We're in sync. Can I do a humble brag? Yeah. We got invited to the premiere. <gasps> Yay. At the Lumber Baron Inn. Yeah, now we're VIP. VIP. We're I'm real. so honored. Honestly. I know. I'm I'm so blessed. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited. Um, and, so go check yeah. it out. Please do, because by now it's out. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, yeah. 28 Days Haunted. And uh, now without further ado, we will play our spooky recordings for you. Feel free to leave comments. Tell us what you think. If it's anything nasty, I don't care. We don't want to know. I really don't. Uh, but I get that it could be fake, and that's fine. Uh, but at the same time, we were I there. really believe that that was something to happen. So, well, this because I can't, I can't be. This is why I am, I am having a hard time rejecting it because I, I know I was holding it, wasn't pushing buttons. I know I saw you. It was just, it was in the air. And if it's going to tap sometimes, why isn't it doing it the whole time? Why are there spots of silence if I'm not doing changing anything? It's interesting. I don't know. So we'll uh, we'll post that. Uh, we'll play those right now. And do we... it, like just let us know what you think. We thought that we thought it was interesting. Yeah. We love yeah. you guys. We send you light. We do. We send you lots of light. I send you light. Um, If I may hold your light just for one moment. Thank you. I'm going to hold your light. It's probably a good thing that we didn't see. The Netflix series first. Yes. Because I would have been scared. Yes. Okay, that's my final thought. <laughs> okay. And now I say to you, like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm taking it. And light. Like, you, like, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yay. Uh, until next time. Stay spooky. Okay. Uh, Kara or Marion, 
Um, can you let us know if you're here? I would be curious if you're happy here. Because it is a wonderful place. Anything you want to say? That's the biggest thing. It sounds like everyone else here wants you to be happy, too. What do you guys think? Kara? Marion? Good night. Good night.